Hey world, welcome to my podcast. This is episode 25. Um, we're a quarter of a way there, everybody. 25 episodes in. Um, it's very, very exciting stuff, I think. Um, my voice is a little hoarse right now. I uh, sang for four hours last night. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more of that as of... Uh, from here on out because I have no job <laughs> um, other than music. So that's exciting. I'll get more into that uh, in a little bit in the podcast. Other than that, a couple dates. Every Monday, I'll be at the True... Every, mon- every Monday in October, I will be at the True Music Room at the Cambria Hotel from 6 to 10. That's every Monday this month in October. Uh, every Friday this month, I'll be at Nashville Underground which is a new bar down on Broadway, which should be interesting. That'll be my first Broadway gig, uh, really first regular Broadway gig. So we'll see how that goes. That's 10 to 2 every Friday. And, of course, this Thursday I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, opening for my good friend, former substitute teacher from Peabody, Massachusetts, Ryan Mottblue. I'm really excited for that show. And uh, for a chance to hang with him, I haven't seen him in a bit. I think since the last time he was the one that actually introduced me to the Jim Oblon residency, who uh, is just like a monster musician here that lives in Nashville, plays drums with Paul Simon. But uh, we'll do like regular um, residencies on like Mondays and Tuesday. But Ryan actually was here, told me about it. We went, we hung. It was fun. But I'm with him in a couple days down in Charlotte. And that'll be a great show. So anyone from Charlotte that's listening to this, tell your friends. It's going to be a great uh, great night at the Evening Muse. Um, RossLivermore.com for all of my dates, of course. Your Dude Stoked on Instagram. Check that out. Um, and uh, the Hey World playlist on Spotify along with my music on Spotify. It's all there. Everything is living in the internet world, including me here talking to you on episode 25 of the Hey World podcast. Uh, Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Excuse me. My voice is uh, not good today, but I'm going to do my best at uh, doing a podcast. Get this out. We got Tina back here. She is right there, chilling in her normal spot. It's an exciting day. Three-year anniversary of living in Nashville, and I quit my job. Great stuff. I am so pumped. I am in a very good mood today. (laughs) Oh, man. What a time to be alive. Excuse me. Okay. So let me explain. I didn't actually quit my job. I put my notice in. I wrote a uh, letter of resignation. uh, We're not, I'm not a Neanderthal here, you know? 
there's there's an order there to be followed. Um, but yeah, so I put my two weeks in at Zany's. My last day was on Sunday. And I am just uh, full-time, full-time music now. Now I have to figure it out. And it's exciting because I have a bunch of regular gigs here in town. And it marks it marks a really cool time for me because this is actually my three-year anniversary of living in Nashville, which is absolutely crazy um, that I've been here that long. It's not long. You know, it's not like crazy, a crazy amount of time, but it is like it's three years, you know? Um, and it's funny. My w- Before I moved, my mother actually posted a picture um, of me with in front of like the U-Haul. Uh, we rented a U-Haul and my good buddy, Bob Flamia high school friend roommate for years, uh, drove down with me. So I had the U-Haul, I had my car, my Honda element on the back on a trailer, all of my possessions, um, in this U-Haul in the trailer. And my mother posted a picture of me the day that I left. And I look at that picture sometimes and I'm like, man, the person who is sitting here doing this podcast today on October 2nd and the person three years ago standing by that U-Haul, it's like a complete, it's a completely different, I'm a completely different person having done this and having uh, committed to it. It's, it's incredible. I don't know. It was, I I think about it a lot and I, I think this move down here has easily been one of the best decisions I've made um, for career wise, for personal reasons, just like, I don't know. It's a really, it's a big world out there. And I think uh, if we have the chance to experience as much as we can of it, uh, I think that's something we should all, we should all strive to do. Um, but yeah, Nashville is such a uh, interesting, interesting place to to try to make a career, um, in a good way. Because I mean, I think there's there's two approaches to this city. It's either <clears throat> you love it and you're constantly inspired um, by the enormous amount of uh, talented musicians and people who are like working their ass off to make a career. Um, or you're discouraged by how hard people work here and how much effort and time it actually takes to have a career and uh, and then you eventually leave um, or you just decide that it's really not for you. Um, but I haven't really found that. Every time I go out, every time I am around the music scene here, it's just so inspiring. Actually, uh, so I played last night at... Um, this new weekly gig, Tina's out of here. She's like, I'm not listening to this stuff anymore. Um, so I do Mondays now at this new, uh, hotel called the Cambria hotel, which is right downtown. And I'll do Mondays at their true music room, which is actually like the sick venue on the fifth floor of a hotel. And I just play for the guests and it's cool. There was actually a guy there last night from, um, Nashua, New Hampshire, Nash Vegas. The original Nash Vegas, I think. Um, when people say Nashville is Nash Vegas, I'm like, but have you ever heard of Nashua, New Hampshire? Southern New Hampshire? Because that's the real Nash Vegas. And anyone who went to UMass Lowell knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it was it was great, and uh, I ended up going to uh, the. I went to Whiskey Jam last night for the first time in a while, and there was a Keys player playing, um, and I forget his name. I don't even think I got his name, but he was one of like the original founders of um, of Whiskey Jam, and he reminded me of Leon Russell, just like badass Keys player, incredible voice, um, and. Uh, just watching this band, I'm like, I am in the right place, you know? Every night, you could just go out on a random Monday night or Tuesday night and see, like, world-class musicians. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how someone could live here and not be constantly inspired by that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's three-year anniversary for me and Dan. Dan, I don't, he has, Dan is going to come on, my po on the podcast at some point, and I've been talking about him. And Reese. Reese is a bassist. Dan is my roommate who's a drummer. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I don't know if I've actually told the story of how we all moved down here. So I'll do my best to tell it. But basically, <clears throat> long story short, I was playing up in the North Shore for my whole life. Same guys, Paul, Phil. You all know them. You all love them. I know them. I love them. Um, and it felt like <clears throat> around the time, like about six months before I moved down here, we had an opportunity to sign to a college uh, booking agency. <clears throat> and I thought it was a really great idea because like it would be a good opportunity for us to uh, start to do some NACA showcases, get on the road more, get some higher paying gigs so we could like bridge the gap between cities. Um. So we talked about it. It was like a big crossroads for us because we're like, are we going to get on the road? <clears throat> are we going to use this college agency to uh, to push ourselves to start to travel more? And um, ultimately, I think it was a great decision, but we decided not to do it. <clears throat> and I knew that if we decided to not sign with a college booking agency or really start to like push to get on the road more, I knew that I needed to move to an industry type city. Um, because although I love the North Shore, I love Massachusetts, it just wasn't really happening. Um, and I could foresee my next 10 to 15 to 20 years just kind of doing that circuit, which I know a lot of artists that do, and that's fine. <clears throat> but I just, that, that was not like something that I ever really aspired to do. So... I knew that it was time for me to like make a move to a, a city that was like known for its music industry. Um, and plus I always it, like the, the idea of moving out of where I grew up was always an idea that I've like bounced around my head. It just like never really made sense. <clears throat> and I do remember one time talking about moving to LA and a good friend of mine named Mike Sullivan, who's a lawyer. Um, and is one of my favorite people to argue with about fish uh, the band, because I don't really like fish, even though I respect the hell uh, out of what they've built. I just really hate their music, <laughs> which is fine. You know, not everyone likes all styles of music and he loves fish. So we always argue about it. And I, I always tell him that me arguing with him is good practice, uh, for my arguments. Anyway, I told him that I was thinking about moving to LA. <clears throat> he basically talked me out of it. This was like two or three years before I moved to Nashville. Cause it just made it, at that time. It made absolutely no sense. Um, so fast forward a couple of years later, um, I knew that it was 
time for me to like you know make make a make a move um not to get a new band or not to do just to kind of like push forward for everything so i have family in la that was the initial first choice um i talked to a bunch of people who had moved who had new people in different cities i called people um, I remember talking to a guy named Bobby Keys, who is a songwriter. He wrote some stuff for Robin Thicke. And uh, I met him through my friend uh, named Fred Bement, who in the history of the RLB was a big person uh, because he introduced us to Neil Taylor. I know this is a lot of like inside stuff, but anyone who is familiar with our band or like any musical stuff that I've done, you'll you'll know the real deal, Neil. And uh, you'll know Fred. Um, but I remember talking to Bobby Keys and... You know the movie, you, you, everyone knows Almost Famous, right? Like the movie, um, the Lester Bangs character. And he just basically is like, man, you want to be a rock and roll writer? Rock and roll is fucking dead. Don't do it. But I know you're still going to do it anyways. So here's a couple of you know pieces of advice uh, to listen to. And that was the same type of conversation. He's like, there's no money in songwriting. You shouldn't do it. It's a terrible idea. But it seems like you're still going to do it anyway. So, like, I mean, Nashville seems like a good place. And uh, anyway, uh, it, it was a really pretty, it was a funny conversation. But <clears throat> so around this time, I ended up actually coming to Nashville to do a songwriting, like week-long songwriting class with a guy named Daryl Scott. And I talked about Daryl, I think, in like one of the first episodes of this podcast. Um, and he was like a huge reason for me moving down here and it, it all, it just, I mean, like it, it just felt like all signs were pointing towards Nashville. And now looking back, it was actually a really good choice because not because I just love the city and I love the atmosphere here, but it was like flights back home are really cheap. It's easy for Paul and Phil to get here to record. If I was in LA, um, it would be nearly impossible to continue the way that we, uh, the way that we are still doing it um, just because it's, it's so far away and flights and travel. Um, plus now Paul's playing with tall heights. They're through Nashville, like pretty regularly. So we still get a lot of time to hang out, but yeah, so that was, that was pretty much it. So we, um, after that college booking agency thing uh, that we decided not to do, it was just like, okay, you know, do the research, figure it out. I came down in August of that year of 2015 to look at apartments. And uh, around that time, I was talking to a friend of mine named Jamie Kent who had moved down here. And he's like, oh, my drummer Dan Holmes is actually thinking about moving down at the same time as you. And if you're looking for a roommate, you should hit up Dan um, and see what his plan is. So I, I hit him up and he said he was moving at the same month as is me at the end of September. And I was like, well, I'm going down. I'm going to look at apartments and, and kind of get a lay of the land and, and, uh, and try to figure it out. And I just remember <laughs> the, the, the first, when I flew down here to look at apartments, I rented a car, flew down, drove from the airport all the way to actually like kind of close to where I live now in West Nashville, not knowing anything about the city, and I, I had an appointment to look at an apartment complex. And I remember driving 20 minutes from the airport all the way to the west side, taking an exit, passing a Waffle House, going up this hill into this apartment complex that was just a piece of shit. And I sat in the parking lot and just left. 
I'm like, I cannot. Uh... Oh, Tristan, you know Dan? Dan Holmes? Dan is a legendary drummer. Um, and the number one Patriots fan. I know. Um, so anyway, I, I remember just sitting in this, uh, in this parking lot being like, fuck this. I am not looking at this. Uh, I'm not looking at this apartment complex. So then I ended up driving back, went downtown. My phone was almost dead and I parked and went to a Panera bread and just sat there for a minute and just thought like, what? the hell am I doing? <laughs> I have no idea what the hell I am doing. Why am I here? Why am I moving? W like, what is going on? <clears throat> so I sat there for like, I don't know, an hour. And I the reason why I went there, I was waiting because a good friend of mine in high school uh, named Max Spaderna at the time lived in Nashville, him and his wife. And I was waiting for them because they were going to like show me around. So um, I sat there, my phone charged up, called Max, met him, and he showed me around and it like felt a little bit better. But I remember that whole trip just being like, is this going to happen? Cassie, what's up? Um, oh, and Ellen Dumas tuning in on the Facebook Live. What's happening? That's Paul's mom. Um yeah, I just remember this whole trip just being like, why? What the hell am I doing? And I, So I ended up, you know, doing the whole trip looking at apartments. I actually almost signed. <clears throat> this is a crazy story. So I found a house in East Nashville, this guy looking for a roommate. And uh, I think he worked for Dolly Parton's management company, which I thought was really cool. I'm like, oh, he's in the music industry. This could be a really good fit. So I ended up signing a lease with him. And... uh Apartments go so quickly here that, um, you know, if you're not ready to sign and move in, they want you to sign for the month that you won't live there. So I'm like, well, now I have to like pay for the month that I'm not going to live here, but it's a really good place. It's in East Nashville. I'm going to do it. So I signed the lease and cat or Venmoed him the money. And I ended up like misspelling his email and sent like whatever, 1500 bucks or something to like a nothing email. Um, and I panicked and I remember Bob picked me up from the airport coming home and I'm like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like that apartment's the right place to live. I don't think I made the right decision. I feel like I should have because I was going to be bailing on Dan in the situation. <clears throat> and I felt like I just felt like very, I was like, kind of had that like panic sweats. You know what I mean? When you're just like, oh, I made the bad, I made a wrong decision. Um, so then I looked at my account and the money never came out. And I'm like, what the hell? Why, why does this... Uh, why is this money still in my account? Where did it go? And it turns out I didn't even Venmo him. So I was just, I, I was like this, maybe this was a blessing in disguise. So I hit him up just saying, Hey, I, you know, I've, I've had second thoughts. I'm actually going to get another apartment. And it, it worked out really well that I didn't move in there. Um, and, uh, just because I misspelled his email on Venmo. Um, so anyway, Dan and I, uh, a couple months later, we found a place in this apartment complex called the Sycamores, which is uh, for all the people in Nashville listening. It's on Lebanon Pike right near Donaldson. And it was a cool place because we didn't really know what areas we'd be hanging out in, you know. So we just had like a place that was central, easy to get to a lot of different locations. 
And we live there. We moved in and the first day, <laughs> Dan actually moved down and I picked up his stuff in Western Mass um, with the U-Haul. And uh, yeah, because he, he drove down. I met him at Opus in Salem and I think Opus is actually tuning in on the uh, the Facebook or the Instagram live right now, um, which is it's very serendipitous. But yeah, I remember seeing Dan the night before he left. He had to play a gig with the Jay Chung Band at Opus. And I went, Emma and I went to see him. And that was like really the first time we met. And after the gig, he was driving to Nashville. And I was like, well, hey, man, like, I'll see you in like a week down in Nashville where we're both going to live. And that was it. So he drove down. <clears throat> I got the U-Haul. Bob and I packed it all up and we went and we left. And I remember uh just I, it, it was it was a cool drive. We, you know, that was I feel like actually that drive might have I might have lost a couple years of my life cuz you know, you have a U-Haul, you have your car towing behind it, everything that you own in it going to a place that you have no friends. You know absolutely no people except for one, except for Max and Sudi. Um, and, uh, yeah, we get to the, we get to the apartment. I actually, so I have the chandelier right here for the Instagram live. And, uh, Dan was playing a gig here in Nashville and he wasn't back at the apartment yet. And we kind of like moved all the stuff up and, uh, <laughs> I put the deer head in his, and he was on an air mattress at this point. Because I had his bed, I had all of his stuff in the back of the in the back of the U-Haul. So I actually like, he got back from the gig. I was sleeping, and I put the deer head like I tucked it into his air mattress. <laughs> so he gets home from the gig, turns the light on, and there's just like a deer head in his in his bed, and he like <gasps> jumped. <clears throat> um, and that was the beginning of Dan Holmes and my. Uh, my living together relationship. And three years later, we're still going strong and we still like each other. Um, but yeah, that was a really funny thing that we did. The folks really will enjoy that one. Um, uh, and then actually, what is it? I think we, when I moved, yeah, when we got down here, Bob and myself and Max and Sudi went to burger up, not burger up. We're, uh, we're, we're the pharmacy. That's where we went. We went to the pharmacy, got food, and the next day, Bob flew out at seven in the morning. And I just remember for like the first like couple weeks of living here, I would wake up in my room in this like weird. It was like kind of a weird. Our first apartment here was kind. Of, it felt like senior housing on a college campus. You know what I mean? It's like apartments that are kind of cool but like kind of shitty, you know, like nicer than a dorm and you have your own room, but like not very, not really nice, you know, like Ikea linoleum wood floors and uh, like kind of shitty carpet and like exposed screws and nails like in the deck. But it was cool. It was our first place and we were, we were here, you know, we were doing it. But I just remember waking up the first like couple weeks every morning in like a panic 
just being like, what did, I, what did I just do with my life? What am I doing? And I remember thinking this for a while. I remember thinking this like we were right. If we took an exit <clears throat> off Lebanon Pike, we were right on 40, which is the highway here. It's like the major highway that runs right through Nashville. <clears throat> I always had this thought for months of living in this apartment. I'm like, all I have to do is get on 40 and go east and I'll be home. I like had this thought for months of living here. Just like, it's fine. All you have to do is just get on 40 East. And in a day you'll be home. And like, I don't, I don't know like what that feeling means or anything. Like, obviously I didn't go home. Um, but yeah, there was a lot, a lot of emotions to deal with <clears throat> when I, uh, when I got here, it's just crazy to look back and think like, man, three years ago, I just took everything that I owned and like went to a city that I knew like no one and I'm still here and like doing well. And I just like quit my job and I'm full-time music three years later. It's like, it's kind of insane actually to think. But I mean, that's the point. That's why, that's why we're here. You know, that's why, uh, that's why I moved. That's why Dan moved to like make a better, uh, situation for yourself. I'm actually really glad <clears throat> that I moved when I did, when I was 30. Um, because I mean, in any, like any industry town, people talk shit about like, you know, the industry and there's sharks everywhere and everyone's trying to like, you know, get the best of you and all the stuff. And when I, you know, I moved in when I was 30. So like we, you know, I'm young, but like I've lived a good amount of life and I feel like it's easier as a 30 year old guy to sift through the bullshit that you're going to have to deal with. And just like, you know, shady people and all the stuff. Uh, it's easier when you're in your thirties, then when you're like, you know, 22 moving to a new city, you just, it's easy to get caught up. Um, I think in my early twenties too, uh, I did get caught up. You know what I mean? Like working, I was working at a restaurant and I was actually talking about this the other day. I forget. Uh, well, yesterday I was talking about like working in a restaurant. It's like an intoxicating life. You know, it's like fun. It's fun to like, you know, to work in a place like that and then like go out drinking on a Tuesday and you have friends. There's always, you're always around people. Um, it's an easy life to get caught up in. And I think I see it sometimes here with people who move to Nashville and like three, four years later, they move here to pursue music. And um, then, you know, they get caught up working in a, an industry job. And uh, sorry, I was trying to read that comment. Um, and then like three, four years later, they just don't release any music. And it's like, well, the, where did all those years go? Luckily, I always have been playing with people like Paul and like Phil and Neil and Bay Dog and, and guys that musically were way better or are way better than me. So it always pushed me. So like, even though I was getting caught up in like this restaurant world in my early 20s, like we were still like playing a, a lot. Um. But it took me years to really like <clears throat> to get out of that lifestyle and be like, you know what? I can, 
I can, I can do this, you know? And, uh, so here we are three years later. I was trying, I'm trying to read Alan. I can't, there's like a see more thing and I'm trying to, what does it say? I don't know. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm obviously rooting for the teams. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> like, Actually, yeah, I, so she said, uh, you got to keep rooting for the teams up north, which obviously I do. I love being a Patriots fan, not living in New England, because all I do is just like talk shit to people <laughs> and they hate me because I'm like, oh, you know, like there's a lot of Patriots fans that weren't that aren't from New England. They're like, I like the New England Patriots, um, but I, I, I love being a Patriots fan Uh down here because everyone's just like you cheaters you guys suck and i'm like you know yeah yeah i disagree i love i love the patriots i love tom brady and if you hate him haters gonna hate um but actually in november they're coming here and they're playing the titans and i'm gonna be there it's gonna be awesome and the weekend before the bruins are gonna be here playing the predators um so it's gonna be a week long uh, Massachusetts takeover of Nashville, um, which is going to be really fun. I think I got to go to both Bruins and Predators games last year and both home teams won. My philosophy was, uh, to root for the away team just cause I'm a kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> I always try to root for the away team. So like when we were in Boston, I was rooting for the Predators just to piss off everyone at the bachelor party. <laughs> and then when the Bruins were obviously in Nashville, I went, I rooted for the Bruins because Emma's aunt came down. Uh, Emma's aunt, Erin, who is a firefighter and like all of the Salem firefighter buddies came down uh, to this game. So it was just like lots of dudes in cargo shorts. <laughs> watching them i was like it was like every boston bruins fan that came that was at the predators game was wearing cargo shorts and i'm like i am back on the north shore right now <laughs> it was so funny oh man but yeah oh man it's crazy so yeah i can't wait for that weekend in november that week in November. My brother says he's coming down, but I don't I don't know if he is. We'll see. Um Yeah. Crazy. Three years though. And Emma's been here for two years. That's that's she's uh that's crazy to me. That's even like even crazier to me, because like she's down here, she's like crushing it. She was nominated for teacher of the year last year at her school. Um Oh, thank you. I'm just pumped that like I get to see Paul down here a lot. I actually had to I miss them. They were just down here. Tall Heights was down here. Uh a couple like a week ago? Was it last weekend? Two maybe two weeks ago. They were at Pilgrimage and like Pilgrimage was from what I heard kind of a nightmare because the weather just like most of it. I think like everything up until Tall Heights set which was three-ish on Saturday, went on. And Dawes, I think, might have been the last band to finish. And then I think the rest of it just got rained out because there was going to be, like, lightning and storms and all this stuff. Um, 
But that's why that's one of the reasons why I like it here so much is because those guys are touring and I get to see them uh, more than any other of my friends uh, because this is just a city that everyone comes through. Um, but yeah, three years. Emma's two, Dan's two. So much, so much stuff. It's really cool to know that now three years in to mark like the anniversary that I don't have a job anymore and I'm just playing. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, like it's nothing to really celebrate because I think when you're working, like the only reward for people who work for themselves is just like more work, you know? It's like, all right, congratulations. You quit your job. Now you have to work way harder than you ever have in the past. Um, but that's the point. That's why you do it. You want to, you want to work like, and if you're working a ton, uh, that's, that's the only gauge to know that you're doing well. So we'll see in a couple months. I know right now, October is a very busy month, which is good. Busy is good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an exciting, exciting time. I am writing new stuff. We actually have a new album done and mixed. So there's 10 new songs on the docket and they are like, I'm so excited. Hopefully we'll do some videos for them too. Um, there's a song that I think Ellen and John are really going to like called uh, Ashes, Dust and Gone, which I really, I really like that one. Um, and I think you guys are going to like that too. This, this new stuff is just, it's next level. It's, uh, the mixes are great. The guy that we worked with, Bobby Holland, um, is just like a absolute wizard in the studio. And, uh, we're pretty much about to wrap everything up and, uh, just do mastering. I feel like the only thing that I don't really like have a good vision for is, is doing, uh, is like album artwork, you know? That's always like I, anytime I hear songs, like sometimes like I can, it's easier for me to like conceptualize like a music video than it is like the album artwork because you have to like do a photo shoot. And I always just feel like such a douchebag when I'm like getting photos taken of myself, you know, I don't know. I, I never know what to do with my hands, which is actually funny because I'm actually, I'm leaving here. I, I get to sign off in a minute, but I'm going to do a photo shoot now which is just like such a douche thing. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get a good order because I'm going to go do a photo shoot. Ugh, it's so lame. Um, oh, thank you. You know, my, my thought for album artwork on this new one was actually me sitting on the roof of my old... Because it's going to be... The, the album is going to be called Through the Skylight. Um, and I was actually thinking about doing the photo shoot of me actually sitting on the roof of my old house on MacArthur Circle. Um, but I don't know. That was like my first thought. And I don't know. Because through the skylight, it's not like the skylight. It's like the I, in my in my room when I was a kid, I had a skylight, like a window on the roof. Because um, a lot of the songs are about like like experiences in that house and... and um, in my life kind of growing up and, and figuring it out. Um, it's actually, this, this is like probably the most out of all these songs of the new songs. They're like the most personal, um, that I've ever written and like consistently across all 10. 
which is uh I'm, so I'm really excited for people to hear it because I'm it's been an exciting record to make um so yeah good stuff it's onward here there's I'm I'm in the water now so I gotta I gotta learn how to swim or I'm or I'm fucked <laughs> all right on that note I'm uh I'm gonna get out of here so thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. Uh, I think we're, we're I think when we're gonna start to release some videos this winter, and then the the album is gonna start to come out like singles will start to come out in the spring. Um, but we're gonna start doing like some acoustic videos for uh, for a couple songs in the winter, and then. Uh, because we released the last album in December and it's it's a cool time to release because there's no one else releasing music. But at the same point, like it kind of gets lost in the mix because everyone's just like nuts with the holidays. So it's like either we release it in December or we just kind of wait because January, February sucks. People hunker down. So it looks like March is like, okay, life is happening. And it's just a good time because Nashville has so many like outdoor festivals and it'd be cool to release and maybe get on some some stuff like that. So I think we're gearing up to have 2019 be like a a full year of of, of music releasing for the RLB camp. Um cool. Well, thank you guys once again for tuning into the podcast. Um if you like it, I'm always doing Facebook Live, Instagram Live. This is on iTunes, it's on SoundCloud so you can listen to it in your car. Maybe subscribe, share it, rate it. Maybe leave a little comment if you're feeling uh, feeling like you uh, want to leave a comment. <laughs> I don't know. RossLivermore.com for all of my dates. Your Dude Stoked. Check out the Hey World playlist on Spotify along with our music. On uh, Spotify and Insta- uh, Instagram, on, uh, on iTunes. And if you're CD people, we sell CDs. At one point, at some point soon, we'll have vinyl. Uh, I think that's when I know that I'll have officially made it, is when songs that I've written are on an actual record. And I can listen to them and drop the needle. But until then, just keep writing, keep swimming, as Dory says, and uh, just uh, music, Nashville keep going it's an inspiring place um cool all right i'll see you next time i should decorate i you know what i am gonna do that i'm gonna decorate the the deer head just go to the dollar store get some (laughs) and get some decorations for the deer head that's actually good i'll decorate the set cool all right i'll see you guys next time bye bye